0: This is Episode 42, Innovating Dangerously with Brian McClelland, Part 2. Mabuhay and welcome to the Best of You Podcast. Each week, we give you an inspirational person or message designed to empower you to go further faster.
1: If someone get it,
0: Hey guys, this is Mike again, and you're now going to listen to part two of a two-part interview with Brian benitez McClelland. So if you haven't done so already, I really encourage you to go back to episode number 41, which is part one of this interview with Brian, to get the first part of his interview. So this is the continuation of this. So an amazing man, he's a social entrepreneur, environmental consultant, ecotourism developer, wearing so many hats, massive passion for bamboo, massive passion for this country, and you're gonna hear that directly from listening to this inspiring interview. Okay guys, this is part two of the interview with Brian Benitez-McClayland. Thank you. Brian, what's the best change you've ever made? When I was a
1: student in university and growing up, I always thought I was gonna be a sports doctor. I loved the idea of going into orthopedics, possibly being an orthopedic surgeon, working with some NFL team and being on the sidelines and, you know, living in that world of sports medicine. Um, And it wasn't until sophomore year in university that I had to declare a major, so I had to decide, do I follow the pre-med course? Because I had taken a couple of the pre-med rec- you know, uh, prerequisite courses. Yep. And it wasn't until the point in college when I had to declare my major. And at that point, I really had to think, you know, this decision will affect the rest of my life. And I projected forward you know what will my life be like if I pursue medicine how much school do I need to take what kind of living situation will I be in how many hours a day will I be expected to work what will those working conditions be like do I want to be in a hospital to you know uh, the moments where you're working one-on-one with a patient that's broken like Is that where I want to be? Um, And I thought it was where I wanted to be for the longest time until I really took the time to better reflect on what made me happy and who I was and what I wanted to do with my life. And then I realized, thinking back on my experience as a kid and throughout um, my years as a camp counselor, So both as a camper and a camp counselor, that the happiest times of my life were when I was out in nature doing activities and enjoying um, wilderness sports and exploration. And It wasn't when I was being put back together after getting hurt in those environments. It was actually the time being out in those environments and appreciating nature and enjoying the activities Um, such as rock climbing, whitewater canoeing, kayaking, hiking, biking, exploration, sailing, and such. So then I thought, well, do I want to be spending the majority of my life putting people back together or helping them experience for me what is the most fulfilling and thrilling part of life? And I decided on the latter, And I had to figure out, you know, well, in what sort of capacity can I prepare myself to be ready for a life of adventure and tourism and and community development? And it fell under the category of environmental studies. And that's what I declared my major in. And then I did a concentration in anthropology. Anthropology. So basically, I set the stage for me to be able to pick and choose courses that had anything to do with people and the environment and the, that interaction. And fast forward a couple of years, that brought me to my undergraduate thesis, which was on ecotourism development in the Galapagos. And. After that, I did a master's in environmental resource management and focused on sustainable community development here in the Philippines. So just from that one academic decision I made, it set the path for me to do what I do now and enjoy so much. And I couldn't imagine myself being in a hospital now every day. I live and I thrive you know, interacting in the outdoors, in the environment with people and helping other people appreciate and value nature through ecotourism activities and community development with inclusive growth. And that's how BAM Ecological Technology and BAM Bike Bike Ecotours has sprung up, and so because of that one decision, I feel I set myself on the path for fulfillment and happiness.
0: Wonderful. I love the way this—you've asked yourself powerful questions that maybe for years, and I'm including myself in here—you never really answered questions like, you know, where, where am I most happy? Who am I? And I guess when you when you were forced to make that decision, you found out what gives you true joy and you got closer to, well, understanding your purpose. Yeah. What gives you most joy? So that's, um, that's really insightful. I appreciate
1: that. I think that's a hard thing for a lot of people to really understand at a young age. And I think it's especially hard here in the Philippines because it's a cultural norm to be more sheltered than the youth in the Western world. Um, I grew up in an environment where my you know, after school hours were spent riding bikes around the neighborhood with a bunch of friends, um, where you know, we didn't have cell phones and you know, all of the technology that's available to kids these days. And I was very lucky to have that kind of a childhood and to be able to spend my summers outdoors at a summer camp. And unfortunately, that's not the cultural norm here. That's more of a fringe thing. And um, I more and more realize that part of what I want to encourage the youth here in the Philippines to do is to get out of their comfort zone, to drop the technology for at least a weekend every once in a while, and to explore themselves by exploring... You know the environment around them, you know, going to a neighborhood that they're not familiar with, trying you know to go to a different province or uh, you know attending a talk that might not have you know been on their radar screen I don't know there there are a lot of different ways I think that one can kind of get out of this cycle of complacency or or into, rather, the world of exploration. And I think that I was, again, very fortunate to be able to explore my curiosities as a kid. And it's what I encourage people to do, because a lot of advice that I've heard from entrepreneurs or from people that are trying to coach others into entrepreneurship, is, you know, it's so easy. just follow your passion and come up with some business idea. But that's not easy. I mean, understanding your passion takes a lot of self-understanding.
0: Exactly.
1: And, you know, if you're 18 to 22, you know, you don't necessarily have enough life experience to fully understand what your passion is. Some people do, and that's great. But I didn't really know what my passion was until, you know, I was able to more fully experience <clears throat> different situations and really learn more about who I was and what was important to me and what I valued. Yeah. And I think those can only happen you know, when you go out of your comfort zone and you're posed with the question like, well, what do I do in this situation? You never know what you're going to do in a certain situation until you're in it. Exactly. And you can never criticize someone for making a decision that you've never, you know, experienced because you don't know who they are, where they came from, or what it's like at that moment. And I remember a time when I traveled around Europe by myself as 18 years old, and I did it for about two and a half months and it was on that trip where I realized, you know, and it was for the first time ever, I was really, truly alone in a foreign place. And I realized, you know, every day I have to make my own decisions. And you know, there is no path laid out for me. Uh, you know, there is no set agenda, itinerary, or booking in the next country where I'm going to show up. Yeah. I've got everything I need on the back, you know, in my backpack, and only enough, you know, euros to make you know a couple meals and a hostel work and you know I didn't know what I would be like in that environment until I was there and the same goes for just even a hike through the woods I mean some people might be thinking to themselves well okay I I don't necessarily have the resources or the passport or or whatever but you can go to La Mesa Eco Dam like the, the the park And walk around and that's basically free I mean you can you know take a bus almost anywhere and end up somewhere new and that's very inexpensive you can jump on the MRT and get off a stop and just look around and I actually used to do that just for fun Mm -hmm. you know I, I would bike to a new neighborhood actually that's even better you know it's less expensive you bike into a new part of town and you just see you ask people hey where do you eat where do the people eat like then you learn new dishes you interact with locals I mean those experiences for me have been very formative as well and again for the younger listeners I just encourage you to really explore so that when you are posed with that potential life changing decision you're at least armed with enough information to know I like this, I don't like that. Mm. Or my view of a career and a life is more like this and not like that. Mm. Because society will impose their feelings on you and their views, whether you like it or not. Mm. I mean, there is a set path of success which a few people feel is the only way. But until you have that broader perspective and understand who you are, mm. I mean I don't think you can make a proper decision in that realm, mm. and you know the decisions that we make on a day- to-day basis lead up to where we are and present you know those bigger decisions down the line and yeah. everything is a building process you know mm. you lay a foundation of your experience which then gives you the tools and the per you know the perspective to be able to Make that next life-changing decision, which could pivot you into a new direction and and change your life forever.
0: Yeah, that's powerful, man. Powerful. I'm going to switch the interview up to the kind of let's say the fun section. All right. I want to touch on many, many brine emotions. So this one is anger. Okay. So if you were, in theory, if you were to punch someone in the face, who?
1: Partially, I guess. uh, follower of the Quaker faith, although I'm not very religious. <laughs> but the Quakers believe in uh you know nonviolent uh, um, methods of handling things. So I, I don't I don't like to fight much. But if I had to punch something or someone in the face, it would be the okay long mentality.
0: Okay, let's talk about that.
1: It's kind of the you know Uh, it'll get the job done, it's passable, like, I'll finish the 90% and then it's okay lang, like, it's passable. And for me, the real sign of uh, quality and premium value is in the execution and the finishing of a product. So in this case, say it's a bike frame. I get very frustrated when I receive frames from my builders that structurally are fine, but on the surface, you know, they didn't put in that last 10% to do the finishing to world-class standards that I expect. So maybe the, the paint is a little rough, or maybe there's a tiny scratch on something because it's just the small uh, effort, the last detail. Mm-hmm. Because of the okelang, okay like, it's it's done structurally. We did our job. It's, it's ready to ride. You know, it's fine. And for me, that's not good enough. And we as Filipinos need to strive for a culture of excellence, mm-hmm. not it's good enough. Yeah. Because it's when we strive for excellence that we really begin to elevate ourselves to the world class level and I think that the Filipinos are world class it's just a matter of discipline to you know, go the last kilometer you know, to, to finish that race to where we have quality control methods in place to where we're going to be proud to send our bikes to the various heads of state you know, mm. and to where we're satisfied with our own work to a higher degree, yeah. beyond that, you know, it's passable mm. um, level. And I would punch that attitude in the face.
0: <laughs> hey, yeah. that's a great answer, and I I, I can understand this. when you want to get your business to the world class international, and in the same for every Filipino business get it to the world stage. That's that mentality is not going to it's going to drag it down yeah and um, I appreciate that let's uh, kind of last question on this but your guilty pleasure is there a guilty pleasure that you would like to share with us
1: yeah um, it's something I don't get to do enough of but I feel a little guilty when I do and it's really just to disconnect from technology and kind of spend some me time and really just be able to fully relax yeah. and not engage in any business uh, uh, or, or work-related activity. And that's yeah. hard for me because I have ingrained my work into my life that it doesn't really feel like I'm working, but I'm always working, you know? and Periodically, I'm able to separate and kind of just say, you know what, like for a day or two, I'm not going to do anything that relates to work. And I feel, it's weird because I feel a little guilty about it because I'm like, oh, I've got people that are depending on me now. Before I had a full team with a more developed business, I could more easily do it and I felt less guilty Because I wasn't held accountable or I I wasn't responsible for so much. But now, I can't just take a couple days off and not do anything.
0: Mm.
1: Because I know that, you know, there are people that depend on me. So I'm working on building in more management and empowering some of our team to be able to handle the business attributes and, and... Functions when I'm gone, yeah. so that maybe one day I can have a proper vacation.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, that's my, one of my guilty pleasures. I love just being able to go to the beach, mm-hmm. go surfing, paddle boarding, mm-hmm. swimming, diving, and just kind of exploring for exploring's sake, yeah. not exploring to expand Band Bike Eco Tours or, you know. Biking at a bike event to do guerrilla marketing. (laughs) You know, it's like just the pure enjoyment of biking with no agenda is so peaceful for me. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I don't make enough time to do, unfortunately. But I'd like to do
0: more. Excellent. Second last section of the show is on productivity. So I want to really find out if there is... Maybe one habit that you have that
1: others may benefit from, in terms of efficiency. I try to get enough sleep. Okay. It's not always easy, but I, now that I'm not in my early 20s anymore, mm-hmm. I, I recognize the value of a good night's sleep, and I try to put down my devices, whether it's computer or phone, before I go to bed and not, you know, end my day with phone in hand, searching, whatever, mm. social mediaing, whatever, um, but trying to set the sleep cycle in so that I can wake up naturally on my own time. And then what I've found is when I go to bed after having read a few pages in a book. As opposed to having been online, um, I can wake up really within a few minutes of the alarm clock that I sent, set, mm. and I think it's recalibrated my biological clock mm. to, you know, avoid caffeine and excessive alcohol late at night,
0: yeah.
1: um, such that I can allow. The day's work and thoughts to fully process in my sleep and to wake up ready naturally for the next morning. Um, And that's something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs like might look at as a sign of weakness. Like I'm gonna sleep when I'm dead, you know. I can put in 17, 18, 19 hour, 20-hour days and You know, I'm building whatever I need to build. But then, you know, if you do that after so many many days and so many weeks and so many months and years, you can burn out. And you're no use to anyone if you're not fully functional. And you're not as effective if you're only partially functional. So in terms of productivity, I think being mindful of your sleep is very critical. And there are more and more studies coming out now, which I've seen, that are like you know, linking productivity and mindfulness and um, mental capacity to the amount of hours you sleep. And then there are actually ties which go to be linked with income. And so it's just been interesting to see that it's now being more studied because until recently there weren't very many studies on sleep. And I used to wear one of those Fitbits which could monitor movement during the night in sleep and you could review how much you toss and turn in a given night, mm-hmm. how many minutes you spent restless. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed that when I get a bit of regular exercise, and I don't go to the gym, but I build exercise into my life yeah. through biking. And then maybe the occasional like push-ups in the house. Yeah. Very easy body weight exercises that combined with moving the digital devices away from the bed uh resulted in much more solid sleep patterns and then i feel kind of ready to charge and attack whatever you know checklists i've got for the next day
0: i I really appreciate that because i found myself personally this Sleep has such a huge impact on your level of presence and energy the next day. Yeah. And exactly what you said, especially the devices. I'm guilty of that, but put uh, putting some really positive reading scriptures or um, knowledge into your mind before you go to sleep really helps. So I'm glad you're reaffirming a lot of this stuff uh, in terms of the power of sleep. Yeah.
1: And then also in terms of habits, I feel like it it relates to health and wellness. Uh, A few years back, I cut most sugar out of my diet, Um, not for weight loss reasons or anything other than, uh, you know, just the vast amount of sugar that's in people's diets and causing society huge problems in terms of obesity, heart disease, health care, early mortality. I mean, there's just huge problems with that. And I've noticed, especially in the Philippines, the high sugar intake. But that leads to performance spikes and crashes. And so for me, I, I do drink coffee regularly, but I don't take sugar. And I look for, you know, Philippine-made, local coffee. If you do need some sweetener, you know, you can put in some, like, muscovado and honey, possibly, for teas and stuff. But... I mean, our diets and our sugar intake has huge performance, has huge uh, influence on our performance, our health, and ultimately our well-being. And that is, you know, our health is one of the most important things as an entrepreneur. When you have so much riding on what you do and, you know, if you're managing a team, you know, people look to you to lead. If you aren't healthy and you don't exemplify kind of the values of your brand and and what your company stands for i mean you have to look at yourself as a symbol of your company because you're not only branding the brand i mean you represent the brand yourself every time you engage with a potential customer or you speak in public or you know anything it it's unfortunately semi shallow like but people's first impressions matter a lot. And I think health and wellness plays a big part in that from an internally productive perspective as well as your external perception from
0: others. Yeah, exactly. Last three questions. And you've kind of touched on this in elements throughout, but I want to ask you this directly. So what is your dream for the Philippines, for this country and its people?
1: Well, I dream for a poverty-free Philippines that has green business developed to the point where it can sustainably provide the needs of the people. Uh, And I see bamboo as being a huge player in that world and and influencing um, environmental goals in terms of helping combat climate change and its effects, as well as developing a new base commodity for industrial manufacturing, which I think is a huge missing factor in the Filipino economy. Touted success of the Philippine GDP is not reflective of inclusive growth and environmental considerations. I mean, I think we're missing the point when you just look at that number and the majority of the people in the Philippines aren't benefiting from this growth. And I think that a more industrial scale bamboo industry could help a lot of people and that combined with an integrated agricultural and ecotourism system would be able to transform the landscape here in terms of Uh, rural development, poverty, manufacturing, environmental stability, Mm. and self-sufficiency in the country. Mm. I mean, there's no reason we should be importing food, lumber, or bamboo from any other country, which we're doing all of those things. I mean, bamboo could potentially set the stage for a more sustainable, self-sufficient Philippines because it can feed you, clothe you, house you, transport you, develops ecotourism and a thousand other products, mm-hmm. things that we're paying, you know, cheap plastic from other countries. And my goal for the Philippines is to be more self-sufficient and to, you know, really concentrate on sustainable development because yeah. we have the resources and we have the talent. Yeah. I just think that the resources haven't been utilized to their full potential yeah. and the talent hasn't been encouraged enough to be fully expressed. Excellent. And I think what we'll see as a true sign of success for the country is when Filipinos... You know the best of the best and the most well educated Filipinos stop seeing you know the outside world as one of their only options, mm-hmm. but when the Filipinos can recognize the value of their own country and they're hopefully going to feel responsible to uplift you know all of the Filipinos within the country yeah. um, and I'll see that as a real sign of the country you know being successful
0: if you were to go back in time that 20 year old Brian what advice would you give him
1: learn how to build strategic teams faster (laughs) because I spent many years floundering around trying to learn how to do everything
0: Mm.
1: and I know that if I had shared my ideas with more people earlier on, we would have been able to gain a lot more traction. I don't regret having done what I've done. I've learned a lot and it's helped me make me who I am. But if I could be that younger me again, I would hope to um, be more inclusive in the earlier stages of the enterprise and to build strategic teams that could bring you to your ultimate um, you know, potential faster.
0: Mm. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's always a difficult question. What would you say to that 20-year-old self? So, so Brian, let me ask my final question, question I ask all my guests, because this show is called Best of You. What is your final advice to our listeners and how they can become the best version of themselves?
1: This relates back a bit to, you know, the think-on concept, but I would say stay curious. Stay curious in the sense that you need to, again, understand yourself to know who you are and where you want to go. Stay curious in that if you have an inkling or a feeling about a business idea explore it learn more about what you're interested in don't be afraid to ask questions Um, and if you have questions raise your hand interrupt someone ask for advice and really drive to get the knowledge that will empower you with the tools that you need to make better decisions. Um, Stay curious to really help yourself uncover your own passion. And I think, you know, follow your passion, again, is that, that kind of key saying that a lot of people say is the, you know, path to successful entrepreneurship. But if you don't have that passion yet, at top of mind don't worry you know, just stay curious and follow that curiosity down whichever path because that will lead you to where you should be and where you're most interested in being because for me I'm so curious about bamboo in general and how ecotourism can be tied into uh, nation building and livelihood development and that will never be a question that I can fully answer. And I love that aspect of it because that means I have a whole lifetime to continue learning about what I love. And because of these questions that I've been asking myself and the curiosity that I've been following, it's brought me down this path and empowered me with a set of tools that you know, enables me to continue doing what I love. and the fact that I've been able to create businesses out of it means that it's not any more work, it's a lifestyle. So if you can stay curious enough to find a way to do what you love and have that be. Sustainable in the sense that you are financially stable, taking care of the people that you work with, not harming anyone and working towards inclusive growth and where you're not harming the environment but helping it. That is really what's going to change the country and change the world. And I feel have the most uh, worthwhile you know, time on this planet mm. doing what you love. It's well,
0: awesome, man. I love it. Brian benitez McClelland. <laughs> yeah, thank it's you very pleasure. much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure of mine as well. And there you have it, folks. The conclusion of a two-part interview with Brian benitez McClelland. The founder of Bambikes. So thank you so much to Brian and his team for making time for me um, not to give me the tour of Intermorris with the Bambikes and the story behind it, and Brian especially for taking time out of his very busy day to sit down and share with us some of his powerful insights on his journey and the lessons that he's learned. So a lot of things Brian mentioned um, in that interview, we've captured them on the show notes that I easily use uh, that e- easily that you can go to so the show notes at bestofyou.ph and our interview with brian where you'll be able to get all the links to what was said we also want to encourage you to ent- engage with us interact with us on facebook if and uh, on other social media platforms whether it be twitter instagram linkedin etc so give us feedback what was the one thing that you took from this interview we really want to know um, how valuable this was to you and, and in terms of how we can relate this to the journey that you're going through right now. So please give us that feedback. We'd be greatly appreciated. Feedback on how I can improve these interviews um, would sincerely be appreciated. And of who we should interview. I'm always asking people, who should I interview? Who do you think should be on this show? Who's someone like Brian, um, who's in doing some inspiring work to help move this country forward, creating, in our lifetime, which I believe will be First World Philippines. So it really, really excites me, guys. First world Philippines in our lifetime. It's possible. woo So God bless you so much. Um, lastly, if you are excited by Best of You and our vision, and you want to partner with us, whether that be through sponsorship or co-branding, or helping us in some way get this message out to more and more people around the world, uh, we want to encourage you to connect with me, connect with me in particular, mike at bestofyou.ph and we'll discuss potential opportunities we have to collaborate. So thank you so much, guys, once again, for making Best View part of your listening time. God bless you. We are the home of inspiration for Filipinos around the world, and every day we're going to get better and better. Okay, until next time, I'll see you then. Thank you.